Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Good morning and welcome to the Lakers Lowdown. I'm Anthony Irwin. Today on the show, well, we know who the Lakers are going to be playing in the second round, and they terrify me. I'm sorry. I would love to have more confidence, but I just watched Steph Curry beat the shit out of a two seed on the road, basically by himself. Good Lord. So I think the way to do this is to basically present this series outcome by outcome, right? I'm going to uh, look at the the series and what it would, or at least preview the series and what it would look like if the Lakers were to win. And then what I'm going to do is preview the, the series as it would look like if the Lakers were to lose. And then um, finally, I'll, I'll wrap on what I think the outcome here is going to be. Um, so yeah, I, I guess... <laughs> Let's get to it. So let's let's look at the main advantages that the Lakers have in this series. One, LeBron, right? LeBron, um, Andrew Wiggins is a good defender. He's a you know long, athletic, quick defender. But LeBron, at this stage of his of his career, if you're going to guard him, it's going to require some beef. And I don't think necessarily that Andrew Wiggins has that kind of beef. Um, again, great athlete and it wouldn't surprise me if Wiggins gave him some problems, but I think, you know, LeBron right now, um, is, is a lot more reliant on brute force rather than any kind of shiftiness or or lateral speed. So, you know, if that's how you're going to do this, I, I think one thing the Lakers could, should really kind of focus on here is as many, you know, LeBron pinch post opportunities as they, as they can get LeBron in the pinch post um, LeBron getting him in motion also is going to be really important here. We saw that over the course of the Memphis series, but, but, uh, and, and especially late in the uh, Memphis series. So I think they might've unlocked some cool stuff there that I think they're really going to have to carry forward in this series. But um, first and foremost, that the Lakers are going to have any chance here. And certainly if they're going to win, it's going to be because LeBron had a special series. Not like, uh, you know, he was able to to do some stuff when he absolutely had to. Um, and look, you only need to win four games here before the other team wins four. So maybe the, the, maybe the Lakers, you know, win early and often enough that you can, you know, have good games every other game from LeBron or spectacular games every other game from LeBron. But... Yeah, if if the Lakers are going to win this thing and overcome what I think is a pretty bad matchup for them, uh, it's going to be because LeBron just did all kinds of really insane stuff. And look, we've seen it before. We've we've seen it before against this Warriors team, right? LeBron is has beaten the Warriors, and and that's you know that's that's experience that he's going to to draw from. 
But last series, we saw him, you know, approach that a lot more passively. He really kind of eased himself into some stuff and only went out and threw his 102-mile-an-hour fastball when he absolutely had to. And, uh, you know, there were some times, by the way, that he went to go throw that fastball and only sat at, like, 95, right? So, you know, this is this is going to be a really interesting one here with how he approaches it because I think he probably knows that if the Lakers are going to do this thing, it's going to be because he is special, and and that's, you know... <laughs> that that's how that's going to go. The other guy who needs to be special is somebody who hasn't had his best games against Golden State, and that's Anthony Davis. So if the Lakers are going to win this thing, he's going to have to have the upper hand on Draymond. He is going to have to play significantly better than DeMontis Sabonis did against uh, Kevon Looney, who, like, I'm pretty sure, he like by the end of that series, he was just, like, I... I like Sabonis. I like his game. I think he's an 82-game player more than he is a 16-game player. But by the end of that series, and certainly in in Game 7 here as we watch this afternoon, Looney absolutely dominated him. It was just a a physicality uh, advantage that you just don't see very often in the NBA. He was just, he was moving him wherever he had to, uh, Poor Sabonis didn't had had no idea whether he should be boxing out or whether he should be going for the basketball. So he just kind of like stood in the middle there, and Looney was just getting to wherever he wanted to. Um, so if if the Lakers are going to win this thing, uh, Looney can't have a series like that. They're going to have to try to find a way to play him off of the court, and then AD is going to have to play significantly better than he has against Draymond Green over the course of his career, not just as a Laker. But over the course of his career, Draymond Green has given him, you know, unique issues. So those are the two things right off the bat that, you know, last series, the Lakers were get, able to get away with some balance and and, and were able to win uh, in a more balanced effort. But against this Warriors team, LeBron and AD are going to have to be special. And, and look, in order for them to be special, and this is where I'm going to talk about the role player guys, uh, it, the the role players have to allow LeBron and AD to be special, which kind of brings us to our next point here. Lakers have to hit shots at a much higher clip than they did in that Memphis series. Uh, Memphis is a significantly better defensive team, but the the Lakers are are going to have to hit three pointers to try to keep up with the Warriors, and you know that's Steph and Clay, and those are you know, the two best shooters in, in NBA history, basically over there. And yeah, if, if the, if the Lakers are, are, are going to win this series, not make it a series, but win this series, the, the, they're going to have to, you know, they, they can't get outshot from three point range as significantly as, as um, it seems like they might. So that is, is another factor here. The other part of this too um, the Lakers guards, especially their starting backcourt, they're going to have to make Steph work. So Austin Reeves, uh, D'Angelo Russell, Dennis Schroeder, those three guys obviously have their, their work cut out for them defensively for most of this, all of the series really. But, but they are going to have to have Steph, you know, work in the pick and roll. 
Uh, they are going to have to try to get him into foul trouble. It's going to be interesting to see how Reeves in particular gets refereed in, in L.A. Uh, if if Steph is uh, who is going to be guarding him there. The nice thing about this backcourt in this matchup is that there isn't really anywhere to hide Steph. Uh, there isn't, you know, he's at this point of his career where he's like a league average, maybe slightly above league average defender. And so you don't necessarily have to hide him in the same way you did earlier in his career. But it, for this matchup, it, there you can't hide him on D'Angelo Russell. You can't hide him on Austin Reeves. And, you know, I, I guess you could I, technically hide him on Jared Vanderbilt, but that would involve him trying to block, block out Jared Vanderbilt. So I don't know if that's something that you really want to do there. Um and, and yeah, it's it's going to be interesting to see what Golden State does here. But if the Lakers, again, the point of this segment is to outline what the series would look like if the Lakers win and what that is going to entail here, what that would have to entail, AD being special, LeBron being special, and the starting backcourt are really going to have to make the, uh, make Stephen Curry work defensively. Uh, and, and, you know, it, it kind of... It, it makes you a little nervous because making him work defensively might be taking the ball out of LeBron's hands. I think what you might see some is some uh, inverted screens here uh, that, that you know, you have a guard, whoever Steph is guarding uh, will be setting screens for LeBron. But I think what we're going to see a little more of is it, uh, the, the screens from LeBron for a ball handler, whoever Steph is guarding, and either force Steph to have to fight over the top of that screen. Nice nice thing with LeBron is that he's such a superstar that you aren't really going to, they aren't going to call moving screens on him. So he gets to be pretty physical there and kind of wear down Steph that way. Um, but, you know, look, the one nice thing here, the one, the one big key here is that the Lakers played one fewer game. The Warriors had to go and, and have an extra travel game, have an extra away game. Yeah. It was only an hour away from, from where they play. But it is it is kind of nice that the Lakers have that that rest advantage because you know in this series I, I think Ham is going to have to go to a shorter rotation sooner. Um, they are going to have to take Golden State a lot more seriously than they took the a, a shorthanded Memphis Grizzlies team. And and yeah, this is if if the Lakers are going to win, LeBron and, and AD have to be special. Austin Reeves and D'Angelo Russell have to, I think, be kind of more present in the offense uh, cons- more consistently than they were against Memphis. Like, the Lakers are just going to have to score more than they did against Memphis. By the end of that series, Memphis was pretty broken down, right? They didn't have Kennard there at the very end. So, like, the Lakers uh, were able to just kind of beat them uh, defensively and then get out in transition and 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 take advantage there um here against these warriors i think the lakers are are really going to try to slow them down um that's how lebron has beaten golden state in the past but look if if the lakers are going to win this thing um they are going to have to score a lot more consistently both in transition and in the half court than they did against memphis the uh defensively though this is where uh you know i outside of lebron and ad having to be special the probably most important thing here for the Lakers is get stops and do not allow extra possessions for the Warriors, whether that's 
offensive rebounding, whether that's, uh, you know, turnovers, especially live ball turnovers, like the Lakers have to limit Golden State's possessions as much as they possibly can here. And, you know, you do that by forcing tough shots and going out and rebounding those tough shots. Uh, this is where AD, it's going to be interesting to see how the Lakers utilize AD here because with Jaw, AD could kind of just sit in the paint and wait for Jaw to try to get to him or, or try to get into the paint and do stuff in the paint. Steph uh, would be perfectly fine not spending any time in the paint, whether it's operating in the mid mid range, obviously shooting from three point range. His floater game is better than, than John Morant's too. Um, he's a significantly better passer than John Morant. So how the Lakers get a D to be the factor he was defensively in this one is going to be really fascinating to see um, if it can be done. We'll, we'll, we'll see basically though, uh, you know, with, with, not having home court advantage and with, you know, what the, the, the Warriors have in terms of matchups here for the Lakers, the Lakers are going to have to play a lot better, not just better, but I think a lot better than they did against Memphis to beat this Golden State Warriors team. Um, I was really hoping to see Sacramento. I was really rooting for Sacramento yesterday because I think had the Lakers seen Sacramento, they would have mollywopped them. But in, in this one, in, in this matchup here in particular, I think the Warriors have some real matchup issues that, that I guess we have to get to here. Now's the time to save 30% on wedding jewelry, only on BlueNile.com. Make sure your wedding ring is the one with your pick of diamond and lab-grown diamond bands, all hand-finished and graded for excellence. Or surprise her with something blue she'll love for life, like a stunning pair of sapphire earrings. Blue Nile's jewelry experts are available 24-7 to help, from fit questions to style advice. Right now, get up to 30% off at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. So the number one matchup issue that the, that the Warriors present, not just to the Lakers, but to everybody, is, is Steph, right? Steph went out and single-handedly beat the Kings yesterday in a Game 7 on the road. That was, he scored 50 points. He kept the Warriors in it long enough for everybody else to kind of wake up in the second half. And then when everybody woke up in the second half, it just kind of elevated his game too. And like he just kept up with everybody as they started playing better. Uh, this is this is a spot here for the Lakers that, you know, and I know I'm catching shit on it for, for saying it on Twitter, but you know, this is one of those spots where it sure would be nice if the Lakers could have an elite uh, defensive point guard who, you know, you would be able to 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 throw it Steph also. It's not that Caruso would single-handedly swing this thing, but he would be another pitch that you could throw at him. And basically with with somebody who's great at Steph, just like somebody as great as LeBron, um teams gonna have teams have to throw multiple pitches at him. They have to throw counter they have to throw punches and counter punches and counter to counter punches, right? Like it, it takes a lot to try to limit great offensive minds and great offensive talents in the NBA. And that's exactly what 
Steph is. In, in my opinion, it's between him and LeBron and very few other players for best offensive player in the history of the sport. So uh, what I think the Lakers are probably going to start with is uh, Jared Vanderbilt to and, and see if, if you know, they can use his length and physicality in some, some, especially at home, uh, to, to kind of bother Steph here and there. Um, but you know, we saw the, we saw the Kings do that with Harrison Barnes and Barnes couldn't stay with him. So this is going to be a spot here where, where Vanderbilt is, is really going to be called into action. Uh, the other guy that uh, the Lakers, I think are really going to be leaning on fairly heavily defensively is actually going to be Dennis Schroeder. Um, he does about as good or as good a, a job, maybe a better job than anybody else on the Lakers team, uh, on this Lakers team at, you know, staying connected and getting through screens and fighting over the top and, and, you know, being able to bother guards. Uh, and, and so I think this might be a, a series where Schroeder really, um, is a, a, an important factor here. Um, and then, you know, one of, D'Angelo Russell or Austin Reeves, just they're going to have to spend some time on Steph, whether it's in switches or depending on lineup. And those minutes just, they can't be outright disasters, right? Like you, they, they have to play. You, you could take minor losses here and there. Cause that's what you're going to do. Um, when you have a bad match, matchup against Steph, but what you can't do is just hemorrhage points in those moments. And, and that's where, uh, you know, in, in this, in this matchup, um, I think it's more likely, obviously, that it, it'll be Reeves because he's a better defender than D'Angelo Russell. But yeah, one of those two guys are, are going to have to be like okay or slightly below average against Steph. Uh, and and you know that's <laughs> he's just that good that that that's a lot to ask for. Actually, um, the other kind of factor here is Draymond Green on on AD, and that has just. It has not gone very well for AD historically. Uh, Draymond gets into him. He gets under him. He, you know, he kind of bullies him mentally. He plays super physically. He has the kind of rotation that that refs allow that kind of physicality. And then uh, Kerr does a really good job of collapsing on AD when whenever they uh, they have to. And that's where you have, you know, it used to be Andre Iguodala, though he doesn't play anymore. Um, but, but, you know, you have so many active hands and so much physicality there that, yeah, that, you know, the, the Draymond AD thing here, it needs to be a special AD series. And honestly, my biggest question heading into the series, um, from the standpoint of what the Lakers need to have go right for them is actually AD. Like he was incredible, uh, defensively against Memphis and that helped make up for a pretty whatever offensive series for him in this one. He's not, I don't think going to be able to have the same kind of impact defensively. And that means he's going to have to be a lot better offensively to, to kind of make up for that. And whether that's getting on the offensive glass, whether that's finishing in the pick and roll or, you know, when, uh, if, if golden state sends doubles, making the right pass and making them on schedule, um, He's AD is going to have to be really good, and 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 frankly, he's going to have to be a lot better against the Warriors than he has been over the course of his career. So so like Steph is a really concerning matchup, and Draymond defensively is a really concerning matchup. Um, the other part here 
is that, you know, Clay Thompson, uh, Jordan Poole, um, you know, Moses Moody, I guess, and and the other guys, Dante DiVincenzo, um, the Lakers have to really limit the other guys' impact, especially from range in this series. Darvin Ham's defense has done a pretty good job at limiting three-pointers and making teams uncomfortable when they take those uh, three-pointers. But uh, if if the Lakers are, are, are going to win this one, it's really going to be because, you know, maybe Steph gets his, maybe one other guy gets theirs, but the the other guys around there don't really ever get it going. And, and you know, Jordan Poole, like, he's been terrible th- these playoffs. I think he's still hurt, apparently, is, is my read of the situation. Um, if he gets it going, that's, that's a lot of firepower that, you know, if the Lakers can keep this kind of in the mud and, you know, make it a knockdown drag out type of series, then yeah, I, I could maybe see them. I could see them winning that series, but if this thing is consistently up in the 130s uh, or the 120s, yeah, I don't think they have the firepower to keep up with that. Now this is the tough part, right? This is where. I have to try to figure out how I think this is going to play out. Um, I think the Lakers do present some some stuff there that is going to be difficult for Golden State to, to, to deal with. But for the most part, though, when you ask a question, like when you, when you throw out a question that the Warriors need to answer, they at least have like at least one, maybe a few answers to be able to, to throw, you know, in that direction. If it's LeBron, right? Wiggins is somebody that you could that, that they can maybe throw at LeBron and and give us some give him some issues. Um, they have some other wings there. Moses Moody started playing down the stretch. Jonathan Kaminga, I would imagine, is going to be getting some some rotational minutes here. Um, but they're like they have some some wingish bodies that can really kind of not not I don't know if they would necessarily full on bother LeBron, but they you know they would make him work for some of his points, right? And, you know, when the Lakers, they haven't wanted to, they, you know, they tried to get away with basically making LeBron the backup center in the last series. You can't do that if you're going up against Kevon Looney. He'll eat on the offensive glass. And um, if even if Looney isn't in there and you have LeBron matched up against Draymond, that's you know, that, that would be the most difficult player that LeBron has to deal with. So I don't know that that would really present a, a, an advantage there that the Lakers would, would feel comfortable with. So whether maybe, maybe when Gabriel has to play more, I, I wouldn't be surprised to actually see Mo Bamba out there to try to add some, some size and some physicality, uh, to deal with Kevon Looney on, on the glass. But, uh, yeah, like, you know, if, if it's LeBron, the Warriors can can at least like offer up an answer there, or 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 you know a couple answers that you know won't fully answer the question, but you you know they can maybe get away with or feel semi comfortable with you know making LeBron work right more often than not. And then you know if it's AD, the answer like not not a, an answer that you have to force yourself to maybe try to feel comfortable with is it, as the those would be with LeBron. The answer, the counterpunch to AD over the course of his career has been Draymond Green. So, yeah, that 
that really kind of scares me. And then Kevon Looney is playing so well and, and, and understands exactly what he needs to do that I think he might present some issues up front for the Lakers that, you know, maybe if, if Vanderbilt isn't able to guard Steph, it might be a Rui series who, you know, is, is more physical, a little beefier and, and helps you build more of a wall to help kind of group rebound or gang rebound better than the Lakers, better than uh, the Kings were able to. And, and look, the Kings, especially like, you know, in, in, in game seven, you had no guards out there who you would look at and say, Oh yeah, they can help with the rebounding thing. And that's honestly, Steph was special, but I really think Kevon Looney played a much bigger role than people really want, really uh, said while I was watching, you know, the game and, and following on Twitter. Um, Kevon Looney created so many extra opportunities for the Warriors. And it was because like, not only did he own DeMontis Sabonis and he did, but uh, the, the wings and the guards on, on the Kings, Trey Lyles didn't really factor in. Keegan Murray wasn't physical enough defensively. And then you're like Malik Monk. That's not what he's going to help you with. Terrence Davis. I, you know, it was a lot of Terrence Davis in game seven. I think if, if, if Mike Brown had that had to do that over again, um, he, he was way too big a a, a role a, a player in in the way that that all went to, uh, played out. And then you know uh, Herder was bad on both sides of the ball. So like when when Looney was creating the issues that he was, you didn't have any Kings like helping down with rebounding. The nice thing here with the Lakers is that LeBron is a great rebounder, obviously. Rui is a great rebounder who can get in there and, and kind of mess around a little bit. For for like a shooting guard, Troy Brown Jr. actually helps in this, this regard too. So it might be kind of a, a, a more of a Troy Brown Jr. series. And, and you know, the not, you know, D'Angelo Russell is a bigger guard. Um, Austin Reeves is, is willing to get down there and, and get physical. So, yeah, if... Uh, you know, if the Warriors really start kind of uh, trying to take advantage and trying to create extra opportunities there, at least the Lakers can can answer that with a few names. Um, the The only thing that the Lakers, I just don't really feel like they have an answer for is Steph. Like the person in this series that there is not an answer for is Steph Curry. Uh, and, and, you know, especially given what we saw from LeBron, where I'm not sure he's healthy. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I'm I, sorry. I would love to feel differently heading into the series. But the Warriors are favored, and they should be. Like, I, I just think, I don't, I don't even know if I would necessarily say, like, in a vacuum where they aren't playing against each other, the Warriors have, like, more talent. I, I don't know if I would even go that far. It's just that... The Warriors, they are they are built really well to deal with the things that the Lakers are going to try to to to, to present out there. Um, I think Rui has to be special in this one. He needs to you know continue or maybe even take another step forward from what we saw from him in Memphis. Um, I don't think we should see Malik Beasley in this series, even if I know that I said that the Lakers need to try to keep up from deep. He takes too much off of the table for them to try to throw him out there. So like, I think it's going to, I think ham might have to start with a nine man rotation, not a 10 man rotation as he did against Memphis. And you know, that's your starting five. 
uh, D'Angelo Russell, Austin Reeves, Vanderbilt, LeBron, NAD, and then Schroeder can come off of the bench. Rui can come off of the bench. Uh, you know, maybe Wenyan slash Bamba and maybe Brown, and that's it. I don't really think um, – did I say Rui? So you have – yeah, you have Dennis, Rui, Wenyan slash Bamba, and maybe Troy Brown, and that I really think is the extent of the rotation here um, almost right from the get-go. And I know I know that, you know, uh, Ham is, is a lot more likely to try out Beasley and see what he has out there and see if he can regain some type of form from, from Beasley – but uh, the Lakers, I think, like, if the Lakers are going to win one of these first couple games, I think the first game is is a pretty good opportunity for them. Uh, Golden State just came off a, a longer series. They have to travel back home. The Lakers have been waiting for them. Um, so, like, maybe Ham goes with an eight or a nine-man rotation right from the get-go to try to steal that game one and try to steal home court right from the get-go. And if you do that, the series does get interesting because the Warriors have been bad on the road. Um, but beyond that, uh, it, you know, I think you have to win one of the first two in, in Golden State. And if they mess around, and, and if you get like a couple too many Malik Beasley minutes, like Memphis, uh, especially the version of Memphis that we saw, is nowhere near as explosive as the Golden State Warriors. So like bad minutes with those bad groups went bad enough with, you know, against Memphis, but bad minutes with bad groups against Golden State in Golden State, especially, and it's, and, and specifically in this matchup, those are going to be disasters. So I think, you know, the last kind of factor here that the Lakers need to really take into account is avoid disaster. <laughs> like I know, I know that's a, a, a ridiculous premise or whatever, and it sounds, you know, it sounds like Magic Johnson on Twitter in pointing out the obvious. But what the Lakers cannot have is giving up too many of these, you know, extending a seven zero run into a thirteen zero run, and now all of a sudden you're digging to get out against the team that, you know, is really difficult to dig against, especially in the postseason. So, uh, yeah, I, this is this is not a Beasley series. And I know that in the postgame show coming off of the Memphis win that Harrison said that he thinks Ham might kind of expand the, the rotation out a little bit uh, just to try to get guys going and, and all of that. But, no, I, I think in this one, right from the get-go, it has to be a, a nine-man rotation tops like if if we see 10 guys play i'm gonna get really nervous about about you know those margins uh really shrinking because look like we saw what the lakers look like with a really short rotation they beat the shit out of memphis and you know that's the best that the lakers have looked all year i would say and yeah you could say what you want about a team that was on their way to cancun and you can say what you want about how how beat up uh memphis was by the time the lakers got there but that was still the best that the Lakers looked like. That is that is still a, a, a I think true point. So if the Lakers uh, start this thing and 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 really come out with purpose and do so through a shorter rotation, I think you can. I think you can come out with one of those with, with a split, uh, leaving Golden State. And if you do that, man, that's a 
that becomes a coin flip series. And, you know, I think right now the, the Warriors should be favored in this one. I, like I said, it's a, it's a, it's a tough matchup here for the Lakers, but if you get that split and you get it to a coin flip, and then certainly if you win both of your games in LA and get up three, one on the Warriors, um, yeah, I, I, that's, I think that's the, the path to doing this. So, um, I think if the Lakers are going to win, it's going to be Lakers and six. And if they are, are not going to win, uh, you, you know, I, I think he could be done relatively quickly, but we'll see. We'll see. I, <laughs> we'll see. I'm terrified. <laughs> Is it Tuesday already? All right, that is going to do it here for this episode of the Lakers Lowdown slash Lakers Lounge uh, combined effort here on on this Sunday evening. Um, Loaded week coming up as we get ready for what is going to be an absolutely, I think, incredible series, really good for for the league. Um, You know, if you want to get into, like, conspiracy theories or whatever— I think the league would want the extra revenue getting, you know, heading into a potential TV deal. And these are going to be the highest rated NBA games maybe ever. Like they're going to be, especially as the, as the series goes on. So uh, if, if you want to play out the narrative, you want to bet based on narrative, betting for a longer series here might make some sense for you because the league, um, could really use the ratings boost that this series is going to produce. And, and you really only get that through a longer series. So that's, that's one thing I guess to, to kind of keep in mind here, but look, I don't want to give up too much of all of this stuff. And, and I do have a loaded week for you guys as we have games every other night and we have guests every day. Um, and, and yeah, this is, this is what we all watch for the, the idea that, uh, the Lakers are the underdog is is fascinating and it's fun and and as soon as the Lakers get some momentum there and become like even an even bet right uh, that's where this this really gets exciting um, so yeah we'll let's see how this goes so until the next time I talk to you guys I'm Anthony Irwin saying have a good one and also Dylan Brooks you're still a tweet